0: Have you ever wondered why there was no Medusa in the original Clash of the Titans line? Well, if you did, and you want to fix that problem, you're in the right place, because you're listening to the Action Figure Blues Podcast, episode number 121. I'm John, and I'm here with a very special
1: episode tonight.
0: That's right, I'm here with a special episode. I know, I know, you guys miss all the regular fun and segments, but this one's kind of time-sensitive because it involves Kickstarter and our good friends over at Boss Fight Studios. What's that? You've never heard of Boss Fight Studios? Well, you're in the right place for that, too, because um, I got to sit down with uh, four of the five people that make up Boss Fight and talk to them about their Vitruvian Hacks Kickstarter and um, learn a little bit about action figure design along the way. So um, sit back, enjoy this one, guys, and please go, go visit their Kickstarter and contribute and um, get some cool figures in the process. Hope you enjoy this one. See you after.
2: Provide him with suitable weapons. Weapons of divine temper. A helmet, a shield, a sword. Find and fulfill your destiny. The myth. The magic. The mystery. The majesty. Destroy Argos. Let loose the last of the Titans. Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer presents Clash of the Titans. The good. The evil. The danger. The daring. How may a mortal man face and defeat the Kraken? Clash of the Titans.
0: Well, one of the delights of doing the show has always been our chance to talk to people in the toy industry. And... Um, I'm really excited to talk to tonight's guest because they are not only launching their own Kickstarter, but they are maybe some of the industry insiders that, you know, we always probably wanted to talk to and were never able to. So um, I want to welcome to the show Boss Fight Studios. Welcome, guys.
3: Hey. Ooh. Hey. Thanks
0: for having us. Uh, can, can you just go around and introduce yourselves real quick?
3: Um, sure, sure. I'll, I'll start. Um, (laughs) Shut up, all of you. uh, (laughs) uh, I'm Eric. I'm one of the designers, uh, former designer on Star Wars and exclusives at Hasbro, and currently one of the designers and owners of Boss Fight Studio.
4: And uh, I'm Andrew, and uh, about the same uh, resume, uh, Star Wars and exclusives and a few other things.
1: I'm Dave, uh, Dave Proctor. I was a sculptor and sculpt manager at Hasbro for about 10 years, uh, working on pretty much all the brands, but mostly G.I. Joe, uh, from like POC on, I'm uh, cu- currently a partner and sculptor at, uh, Boss Fight Studios.
2: I'm Fred. I'm the other sculptor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Fred.
4: <laughs> He's <laughs> humble and lovable.
0: I guess he is. Yeah. Um, yeah you guys certainly have a lot of talent there and I would be venture a pretty good guess that everybody probably has something on their shelves or desk in front of them as they're listening to this, that probably <laughs> one of you guys has touched over time. Um, I'm guessing I probably do cause I have some GI Joe stuff sitting in front of me at least. So, um, I'm, I'm grateful for all the hard work that you guys have done and I'm really excited to see what you guys are doing in the future. But, Speaking of the the future and the recent past, you guys helped uh, with a different Kickstarter, and that was the the Marauder Gunrunner Kickstarter. Can you guys kind of tell us tell the audience here what you guys kind of did for that?
4: Sure. Well, um, you know, we uh, John came to us and uh, with this this sort of idea, and um, he had a very particular idea of of the sort of modern but slightly fantastic military figure that he wanted and uh and we helped him flesh that out and we we designed it from the ground up from the the construction of the figure um to the aesthetics of the actual figure's uniform and and then um how uh all of the gear was going to work we knew that you know having a lot of gear was important if it was going to be the marauder figure and um So, so that was, uh, that was quite a challenge. It, it definitely, it took a few months to develop. Um, and, uh, and once we sort of got it to where we wanted to be, um, Dave and, uh, and Fred just did an amazing job, um, sculpting that thing. And, and it was so, uh, so gratifying, um, to hear, uh, to see how well it did, um, on the, uh, you know, on the Kickstarter, I mean, that, that, you know, it did well, but then that last day or two, it just exploded like crazy. It was unbelievable. So it was very exciting. Um, now, yeah, that about sums it up.
0: What, what all was you, everybody's favorite parts of working on that?
2: Hmm.
4: Huh. Well, I think, uh, my
1: favorite part, uh, was, you know, working on G.I. Joe for so long, uh, the military theme is kind of second nature to me, so. Uh, kind of getting get after a little bit of a hiatus from that, getting back into that, doing some, some, uh, you know, some upgrades on, uh, on things I've done, uh, several times in the past, you know, like the boonie hats and the berets and, and stuff like that was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, just, uh, just, uh, I'd say, uh, just, just getting back into the military aspect, uh, for that project was, was my favorite part. What
0: about you, Eric? Do you have a a favorite part of that one?
3: I I didn't work on that one actually I was mm. uh I was busy working on uh, designs for Vitruvian Hacks at the time. Um, oh, cool. However, I I will say my my favorite piece in the whole thing was uh, Dave's Dave just brought it up was the boonie hat it is so cool. It's a good one. It's such a nice little piece.
0: Oh, cool. I, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there excited to get get those and um, all the different colorways on that is really cool. You know, with the, the black and the green and the, uh, just pretty much any way you'd want that figure, it looks like it's going to be offered. So that's very cool.
1: Fred, did you have a, what was your favorite part working on it? Fred and I both did a lot of scope work on that one.
2: Uh, it has to be the vest. I like the, doing a tactical vest and the armored vest. I'm still, yeah. I don't think I get tired of doing this stuff. So this still kind of fun. <laughs> so you guys.
1: I really- I really like the um one of my favorite parts is the gas mask that that uh Andrew designed and Fred sculpted that turned out really cool.
0: you guys sound like me you're a bit of accessory junkies it sounds like
4: <laughs> <laughs> definitely absolutely yeah.
0: there's nothing wrong with that and and you definitely picked a good a good group of people to work with with their marauder and and the Marauder figure is actually modular, right? You can you'll be able to snap different vests or pouches or whatever <laughs> on and off.
4: Yeah, yeah. There's um, on all the uh, pouches and whatnot. There's uh, a little peg on it, and so there's a couple of holes actually on the figure itself in in a few different locations, and then all the the vests um, have uh, you can arrange it sort of however you want. Um, so. It'll be really exciting, actually, to see when people get them in hand, you know, how they sort of kit out their own guys. Um, you know, everybody's going to have, I think, a unique arrangement.
2: Yeah, my favorite part is that the, the half-shell helmet has that tactical slot in the forehead, and you can actually put stuff on it. And the way you guys designed that is pretty awesome. It was uh,
1: We were thinking, because uh, John was potentially wanting to do, like, a night vision mount at some point, and just trying to think of like what we could do to make that cool and functional. And, um, and the, the idea was just like, well, instead of trying to put a hole through the mount or have something clip onto it, we'll just have the mount removable so that you could slot that whole piece off, have essentially like a, a, one that's just like, there's no, there's no, nothing connected on it. You can remove that. And in the future, if there's any other pieces that John makes, uh, you can plug that on and, and, uh, everything will look seamless and function great.
3: Um, So that was pretty cool, I thought.
0: I think just listening to you guys so far, I'm sure all of our listeners have picked up the fact that you guys are, and I know Eric does this because I've seen pictures, um, you guys are both collectors and customizers too, and you guys, I think, more than any other company that I've seen, have really went out of their way to make figures that customizers can use for their own stuff as well.
1: Definitely. We we all uh, like to make customs. We definitely collect. Toys, uh, you know, and, and, uh, we're all, I, I, oftentimes find myself a little too busy to fin- finish my customs as much as I'd like to. But, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, and that's why we, we designed, uh, our, our own Vitruvian hacks line that way too, with the, definitely with the customizer in mind. Um, you know, we, we thought, we thought of all the things that customizers have to, have to, you know, sort of get around when, when customizing and tried to make it a little easier to do that.
0: Well let's just dive right in and, and talk about that. Um, uh the Vitruvian hacks is your Kickstarter and it's a week into it as we're recording this, and it'll probably be maybe two weeks into this by the time this goes up. Um, you're already fully funded and uh tell us a little bit about the line that we're looking at.
1: Well uh with Vitruvian Hacks, like I said, we want we really wanted to go um, you know, make it make a uh make our base figures, very customizable. And, uh, we wanted to kind of call back to some of the lines that we, we loved growing up, but not necessarily in a one for one, like a modern version of any specific line, but kind of taking that same, all the things that made us love those lines to begin with and add them into something new. And just, we, we went with, a. There are no limits theme. So, so we can just go and, and do like essentially any theme, any genre, any character that, that we'd like and, and, and fit it into our Vitruvian Hacks, um, universe. Uh, and that's really the goal of Hacks is, is to create a, um, a huge universe going forward for years and years if we're successful.
0: I, I don't see you guys not being successful at this because, uh, the way the the Kickstarter going, um, it looks pretty good and, I can't believe that with what you got kind of designed and shown that there wouldn't be people ready to snap up
4: everything. Well, uh, well, 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 here's hoping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you for the vote of confidence. <laughs> um, no, I mean, we're, you know, we're really excited uh, to finally get it out there. It's been a long time in development. Um, and, uh, you know, there's been a lot, a lot of work that's uh, gone into uh, getting it to this point, but um, we're also, you know, we're really proud of where it's at and, uh, and we, we hope, um, to be able to, uh, to even take it to that next level with all the, uh, the future assortments and really, um, make this, uh, the toy line, um, for people who really, really like creativity, um, for diversity, for, um, you know, just in general loving articulation and the four inch scale stuff. Um, so, uh, so yeah.
3: Yeah. The, 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 the plan with it going forward is to, to constantly push ourselves, push the limits of design, the limits of articulation, the, the put, you know, push every limit that we can and in, in, included in that will be the genres that don't really get any attention in the mainline toy lines right now. You know, there's like military and there's Star Wars and there's, you know, mutant turtles and there's all these things that get, you know, that superheroes and all that stuff is like a constant. But you don't really see, you know, a fantasy, a fantasy action figure line or a Greek mythology action figure line or a 1950s science fiction action figure line. Like, so we're trying to hit on these, these, these kind of untapped wells of of genres right now and um and going forward it's just going to get we're just going to keep keep on hitting those weird spots that you know some yeah maybe you're not into medusas and greek warriors and the whole sword and sandal thing but you know what maybe you are maybe you love playing dungeons and dragons or reading Dragonlance books or something like that and you're going to look at the next the next assortment and be like, wow, I, I got to have some of those guys Or the, maybe you're just really into old, like black and white science, science fiction. And, you know, so while there might not be something that you're super into at this series, you know, I, we can actually say, Hey, hold your bre- breath because it's not going to be long before we're going to hit the next thing that you are into. So, yeah,
0: <laughs> I, I, I have to ask a question because your first line is Greek mythology and um, it's kind of built around two different figures, and one is a, a Grecian warrior, right, and Medusa. Was Medusa spire, inspired by Clash of the Titans? Because that's a figure that should have been in the original line, and it wasn't there.
3: <laughs> um, I mean, everybody... Yeah, you know, Medusa's a... Uh, I was about to say a real thing. She's not really not a real thing, but... Uh, <laughs> Medusa is a real part of of you know Greek history myth you know mythology, um and and actually we we worked really hard not to look at Clash of the Titans because you know we're all I mean we're all fans of it and I I love that movie but I didn't we didn't want to make her just look like Clash of the Titans we wanted to put our own twist and our own spin on her so we we looked at all this old you know old artwork and old you know, paintings and reliefs and all this stuff, and kind of hobbled together this this thing. I mean, Medusa is Medusa is Medusa no matter what. So there's always going to be a similarity from version to version. But um, you know, grow, growing up, I had Clash of the Titans figures, and yeah, she was a glaring omission. Um, you know, one one of the big things that I think all of us wanted to take on when it came to Medusa was the tail. Was working out that articulated tail because you know i i'm sure you know all of us wanted that as a kid whether it was a medusa figure or a globulus figure or whoever whoever it was it, it, it's you know how cool is it to have you know to to tackle that to take take that challenge head on and none of us shied away from it we were all like yeah we're just going to we're going to figure it out and um and you know we did; it works. The the prototypes work fantastic. So I'm super excited to get actual production ones and get some of the the you know get it all fine tuned. That, uh, that's j- that's no.
1: really um like you know, some people have have commented on the articulation and the tail, saying like, "Wow, this is like a great little surprise." Like they could have just made a, a solid piece for that. And it's like the way we think of about toys and hacks and our line in general. It's just like, we couldn't, we wouldn't allow that. You know, we, we want to see the articulation in there. We want to have this thing be fun and playable and poseable. And I mean, uh, and, and I think that, uh, Fred did a fantastic job in his execution of the, yeah. of the, of the, of the, of the, of the function of the snake tail as well as the detail.
4: One, one of the, one of the things we sort of humorously, uh, like to say about the way we do things is we like to make things hard for ourselves. Oh. Um, <laughs> Which, which, uh, you know, very much, you know, is, is kind of a funny way of putting it. You know, we like, we like a challenge. We like to, to put these problems in, in front of us and, and solve them because, um, that leads to really interesting products.
0: Well, no doubt, no doubt. Um, you know, how, how, um, how freeing was it to kind of do this for your own company versus a, a bigger company? What, what were the, the hurdles that you guys kind of had to overcome?
4: Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. Um, actually, uh, after years of working on licensed product where the margin, uh, depending on the license, but the margin for how much creativity the individual designer can inject into it can sometimes be fairly small. Um, you know, sometimes on star Wars and, and don't get me wrong. I loved working on Star Wars, but sometimes you go, wow, I really got to make up a gun for that guy, you know, <laughs> and, uh, you know, so it was actually it, after we, we struck out our, on our own, it was a bit of a challenge to, to sort of retrain ourselves to, to stop self-censoring and to really, you know, embrace that, that no limits idea. It, that that whatever we can think of we can execute it so
3: yeah we um we went through a uh a bit of a um re, you know kind of retraining ourselves and and knowing our our own limits um with it all because like when you know when you're working on star wars you know, Han Solo's vest is Han Solo's vest, a stormtrooper's armor is a stormtrooper's armor, no matter what. So the design is already there for you, whether you have to redraw it, um, to to you know work out the articulation and the the scale and everything, it's still the design is done. It's it's all it it is what it is. Um but when we came into this you know, we'd be having a conversation. I'm like, oh yeah, I can draw two inputs today. You know, I can have them done in two days. Nope, no, not a problem. And then I would sit down at my computer and I'd look at it and look at the blank page and I'm like, oh wait, I don't have any reference for Medusa cause I'm making her up. <laughs> so then it would take me five days instead of two or one or so it was, um, that knowing our own limits, you know, and having to work a little extra time into, you know, how quickly we can do this stuff because the designs aren't there for us, you know, or it's, it's, you know, finding accurate Spartan armor and helmets and skirts and all that stuff isn't as easy as going and Googling Han Solo or Luke Skywalker, you know, like it's, it's not, it's not quite that simple. Um, So, so, you know, the process the design process took a lot longer for these than it did for the, than we were used to. Um, And and I, you know, I'm sure I, I'm sure that's going to continue, but now we have a little bit better of a grasp on it. And, and I will say, I think the fantasies designs have gone a little faster than the, than the Greek designs did for me uh, on a personal note. But
0: how did you guys actually settle on what the first two were going to be? What was that meeting like? I mean I'm sure you guys got together and probably had pizza or something and
4: um that was that was more than one meeting. Yes. Uh that was weeks and weeks of discussion. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was kind of like uh you know when we got together we knew we knew we wanted to start building our universe and with that our tooling library and so we knew uh well our first figures have to be uh based around very basic needs for that and and you know all of the most versatile Uh, bodies that we could think of were just like a base male and base female body. The most
3: basic need is a a nude body. That's right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So we, uh, so we were looking for a team. We were thinking like, well, what can we do with superheroes or something like that? But it's like, well, doing your own superheroes is a little iffy. Let's do, uh, let's do something like, well, I kind of threw it out there. I've always, I love Spartans. I love Greek history. Um, you know, I actually went to Thermopylae. Um, it's it's a so so I threw it out there like, hey, why don't we do a Spartan? And it kind of stuck on oh, that regard. Uh, Eric kind of spun it off into the adding the Medusa and the uh, Gorgons as well. Uh, so it's kind of an organic thing based around um, you know, creating uh, tooling needs and starting that tooling library. You
0: now, one of the things you guys have teased as a um as a stretch goal is that that nude body for a male and a female. Um tell us a little bit about that because I think those are pretty cool.
1: Uh well with with those we just uh, it's it's really just like like you said we we've had uh, a lot of people asking if we would do that. Um it's a great way to stretch the tooling out a little bit more, you know, offering offer another figure for uh sale in different colors, pretty much just a plain version of the figure and and totally geared towards customizers. Uh you know, where if you want to if you want to take a um, you know a, a blue one and a uh, and a green one and uh, mix and match the pieces to create some to create your favorite hero whoever that might be uh, you know you can you can switch the pieces in such a way where you're you have to do the least amount of painting and potentially will have the least amount of uh, joint rub of paint on the joints uh, which we all know if you've ever made a custom figure and especially a, a fully painted one that's one of the big pains you know is that you're trying to find a way to make the joints uh so that the paint doesn't rub off. Uh so that's kind of like the idea behind those.
0: Okay. So you you guys have really kind of taken that into consideration with your your basic your basic boxes. Hey, we want to make these but we want to make sure that the customizers out there can get hold of them and and build what they want as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely right. Another another uh feature on on our buck uh, our, uh, our Vitruvian hacks based bodies and, and we're going to keep this consistent across the board is that they do have a, uh, a division at the, uh, belt line. So, uh, the thinking behind that is, you know, we working on GI Joe for so many years and, and customizing GI Joes a lot. Um, you know, this one thing is like, you can actually make some really cool, really easy customs without doing any painting, you know, just switching the legs. Um, but then of course you got an issue where now, You've got your pants one color with one camo pattern and wouldn't it be, and essentially what you really want is to have the, uh, just ex- take those exact pants and put them on the other guy. Oh, so, cool. so, so that's one, that's one thought behind that is now if you want to do, you know, when we eventually get down the road and start doing more, uh, body types with clothing <laughs> and pants, you could put, um, you could switch a pa- the pants like that, just the entire lower body. Um, you know, and and saving if if that's exactly what you want to do with your custom, you don't have to
3: paint it at all.
0: And from what I could tell from the pictures, they're pretty easy to disassemble too, right? For a customizer.
3: Well, we're not exactly sure how easy that they will be in production until we get until we get some in hand. Um, we we have uh, we have a baseline that we are hoping for and that we will strive for um for making them simple to disassemble uh the prototypes um the the legs especially are pretty easy to take apart with a little bit of heat from a heat uh hairdryer um and you know that's i think that's probably going to be the goal is you know hot water hairdryer and you know the whole figure will pop apart pretty pretty quickly and pretty easily
1: and if, if we can, uh, we want to avoid making the limbs loose. We don't want it to pop apart when it's not supposed to.
3: So. Yeah, when you're uh, posing it.
1: Yeah. Or, so, so the goal would be with, uh, you know, moderate pressure to be able to pull the pieces off. Uh, we designed the, the, um, the hip joint in such a way that you, you can, uh, you can pull that with, once again, like moderate pressure to, to have it, have it dislodge. And, uh, as Eric said, we won't know exactly how, how, uh, how easy or, or, um, it, they will be to disassemble and reassemble until we start getting some samples, uh, production, full production samples. Uh, but the, the models that are working fine, uh, it's just, uh, and the theory is, uh, you know, is, is, uh, is, is solid. So it's just a matter of, uh, of fine tuning things, making sure they're not too easy to take
4: apart.
0: That, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, now. How swappable will the gear be on these? Like, will I be able to take parts off of one Medusa and switch it with a Gorgon, or um, what? What kind of I mean, is the gear swappable among these then?
2: Oh, definitely, yeah. This, if you're from over the GI Joe, how we did the secondary vest and stuff like that. Well, in this time, in this case, it's a little more um, streamlined. and these spiders are similar, so things will fit with one towards the other. There's only one female body, so
0: yeah. I really like the gauntlets on the. Uh, Precursed Medusa, that that's cool. I like the way that looks. And that actually has been unlocked, right? The precursed Medusa?
3: Yeah, the precursed Medusa and Wave Two Wave Two the first two figures of Wave Two have been unlocked. Alright, so that's
1: that's the Athenium warrior and the Gorgon Green Snake. Yeah.
3: Alright. So, we,
1: actually, that was just unlocked uh, just before we came on here, and uh, it's very exciting. So we're uh, we're glad to see another stretch goal unlocked with two army builders in there, and we're hoping that can help push us to the next goal at uh, at at 120, where we get Steno and the Underworld Warrior, which is probably one of my favorites in this line.
0: What what makes him your favorite?
1: Uh, just the, 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 the lava sort of cracking effect on him is just, it's just a cool, a cool concept. Eric did the design for it. And I just, uh, from, from day one, when I saw the design, it was just like, it's amazing. Uh, I can't wait to get that figure, you know? Uh, so it's, uh, so I'm really, I'm really gunning for that one personally.
0: You know, I think where, where you guys have differed from some of the other Kickstarters I've seen is, um, you guys are obviously industry pros and your figures show it you know these aren't you know something that somebody's put together in their garage to 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 sell through a kickstarter these are actually real true production type figures and I, I think that that quality shows through and uh i think it's something a lot of collectors out there need to take notice of because uh i think this is probably the way of the future um for sure
1: well thank you thank you very much we sure hope so <laughs>
0: um i have to also say that uh, when we showed these originally when we were looking at the original teaser pictures um we didn't know what scale they were and we had some some kind of side bets going whether they were six or four and uh, (laughs) a a lot of people thought they were uh, six inch figures just because of the detail you guys managed to sculpt in there uh, especially on medusa's hair so um congratulations on that as well because that that hair is fantastic
4: Fred deserves all the, uh, congratulations for the snakes. Uh, yes. he, he worked for weeks doing nothing but sculpting snakes, the poor guy. <laughs> but, uh, but it worked out.
2: Yeah, cause the way, uh, um, Eric designed the, the, sketches and, uh, he had the different sisters' hairstyles all pulled out as different snakes. <laughs> so. Um sorry about that. No, it was it was, it was a good idea. But you yeah, know, it was clearly different that uh the rails was a water moccasins and stenos was a cobra snake and each snake has, you know, I didn't I didn't know beforehand but they have distinct heads. So had it end up sculpting that and you know, each head open and then closed. <laughs> yeah, there's a, a bunch of snakes. Uh-uh. Yeah,
1: it's a, it's always a, sometimes when the when uh you know our design team, Eric, Andrew, and Katrina—they—they—they've got some wild creativity, and, and they come up with some great stuff. And of course, we we as Fred and I, we try to add to it as well. But largely, they come up with some really great stuff right up front. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Um, and and uh sometimes they they kick stuff our our way, and we're kind of like uh. <laughs> It's awesome, but this is going to be a real pain. they <laughs> like, oh, well, maybe we shouldn't do it. And it's like, no, no, don't ever take that to mean that we don't want you to keep challenging us. We, we uh, As hard as it may be sometimes, we still want this stuff to be as cool as possible, and it wouldn't be that way without the without the difficulty and the challenges.
3: Well, that's good,
0: and I think we're all benefiting from it on our end. Um, the, just to give you guys a little design compliment as well, the coral snake, um, color pattern. I love that on the Medusa or on, that's one of the Gorgons, right? Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: yeah that's that one's, awesome. that is really cool. That's one of my favorites as well.
3: That, yeah. that one seems to be a very popular one. A lot of people really like that one. Um, yeah, the, the Gorgon army was something that I, yeah, I don't re- remember which one of us came up with the idea to make them all different snakes and stuff, but that was something that we just all, you know, were bringing in Bringing in or emailing all these different snakes at one point, and um, there's so many cool. When you start googling different snakes and different snake patterns that they have and everything, it's really cool. There's a lot of differentiation. So getting to kind of go into, you know, all the all the patterns on the gorgons are, you know, inspired by a real snake of some kind.
4: Um, I think. I think. I think the uh, the pinnacle was when. Trina, you know, we were still, we were looking for a few more stretch goals a couple of weeks before the Kickstarter was ready to go up. And Trina found that, uh, that Honduran albino milk snake yes. uh, which is <laughs> fluorescent orange on fluorescent orange. And, uh. And uh, that was very exciting, because I'm a big fan of fluorescent orange, so I immediately jumped on doing the deco specs <laughs> for that one.
1: Uh. Yeah, it was pretty much uh, within a very short period of time after that image circulating, uh, there there was Andrew's deco uh, for the full figure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it looks like all the, the armor is kind of unique for him, too, as well. Like, you guys have... You know, you got hair on one and then you got the, the snake headdress on the other one, or the skull headdress on the other one and, um.
3: Well, the, the three sisters have the snake hair and unique outfits and then the, the Gorgon army, which is all, they, they all have the skull helmets and the armor. Okay. And, um, Cause they're not sisters. They're, they're just this Gorgon, the, the Gorgon army we completely made up. Like there's no, there's no Gorgon army in Greek mythology. We just kind of tack that in to get a more robust more fun line more
4: more differentiation and stuff so
0: i didn't miss that day of school no
4: no perhaps perhaps it should be taught now though it
3: should be it should be retroactively become part of ancient greek history (laughs)
0: Maybe you guys could like um you know sculpt a a stone you know relief and take it over there and bury it and have somebody (laughs) find it (laughs)
4: <laughs> fred get on that <laughs> you got it
0: fred's fred's probably saying snakes why did it have to be snakes <laughs>
4: exactly that's real. he did
1: I say that.
0: <laughs> um no go ahead i'm sorry
1: i was gonna say a uh you mentioned like all the different kinds of snakes and how fun uh the different decos can be for those gorgons and we That we really got a at a certain point we got a little carried away and we ended up with (laughs) many different uh, versions and had to kind of edit it down just because there are so many cool snakes in the world and so many cool different colors. Uh, So who knows? Maybe someday you might see some of those later on.
0: Yeah, Yeah, cool. Um, Same thing with the shields. It looks like you guys had fun with the 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 warrior shield as well, um, coming up with some different shield designs.
1: With the Spartan one, we kind of, with the Spartan in general, we kind of try to stick pretty, uh, accurate, historically accurate to his armor and details and the, and the, with the really large shield, um, and you know, the, the, the breast, bronze breastplate and the sandals and, and all that. And, uh.
3: And even the Athenian and the, uh, and the, the Myrmidon, even their shield designs are real, like from his, from, you know, that's real graphics that we found in history. Um,
0: so if I wanted to set up a historically accurate diorama, I could, I could actually do that with these guys.
3: Yeah, if you left the Gorgons out, I think you're pretty <laughs> safe, actually. <laughs> you, could, you could
1: actually do the, uh, that's one of the things when, rather than doing just straight repaints of figures, we tried to diversify it enough so that they would actually be different characters all together. Like the, uh, like you say, like a historical diorama or something like a, di- a battle scene you could easily use Spartans and Athenians now that the Athenians have been unlocked because they are, um, you know, the Peloponnesian war was uh, pretty much all about Sparta versus Athens. Um, and we all know of uh, the 300 story uh, from the movies and whatnot, but uh, where they were allies, but um, they definitely were enemies at times too. So, yeah, I mean, you could, you could easily do, uh, they work uh, many different ways. You know, the, the figures aren't just Spartans and uh, Greeks versus Gorgons, but they can be uh, however you want it to be. You know, there are no limits, right?
0: Yeah, and uh, um, just so everybody knows, we're, we're looking right around $30 a figure to get in on the, a single figure, right, for the Kickstarter.
1: The $30, uh, is for the entry point into the Kickstarter. So, uh, so the more figures you get, the price goes down. And, uh, we actually are, the best deal that we have going, uh, is, is the, um, the, um, the all-in package, which is the $500 package, which guarantees you one of everything that is unlocked by the end of the Kickstarter. And, uh, if every single stretch goal is unlocked, they end up being, uh, not including the accessory packs, you end up paying less than about thirteen dollars a figure. So it's uh it end, uh, so the all in uh, is a is a package that it uh you know as the Kickstarter progresses becomes more and more of a value. Um and uh, and ultimately, if we can get to the end of our stretch goals, it's a really great value of uh you know about thirteen dollars a figure.
0: Oh yeah, that's you know that's more than more than reasonable. Um. And you got one it's the the complete army battle pack i that one caught my eye the other day when I was looking because uh you have an army of ten Spartans. <laughs> yep
1: yeah. yeah we have the uh, we we do have the complete army battle pack and you also which has uh the army of ten Spartans, the army of ten coral snakes, and ten stone Spartans. We also have uh individual pledge levels for just the ten Spartans, the ten stone and the ten organs. Um, and those are also available as add-ons too because the way Kickstarter works is uh, you pledge first that you select your first pledge level uh, and then so long on ours so long as you get um, the uh, at the wave one full set of four and or above uh, you can then add on any of the other figures you want as many as you want so uh, in the add-ons we have, the, uh, the 10 packs of figures, which are, which are polybagged with a header card that they're, they're discounted, uh, significantly from the singles. Uh, the, but we also have the single figures available as well. And those are available for add-ons at 25 apiece. Uh, so and that's kind of where I was getting at, where the $30 is for the base, uh, figure sort of, uh, pledge option. Uh, if you get, if you get yourself a set of figures, uh the price is lower and then you can add on additional figures for twenty five apiece, as many as you want. Um and uh and, and of course if you go for those army sets, they're much cheaper than that even.
0: Okay. Well that makes sense. Um you, you guys you guys definitely made it difficult because I noticed that if you just wanted one of each, um, a Medusa and a Spartan, you've got the, the regular Medusa with the stone Spartan and the regular Spartan with the um I not remember which one it is.
3: The regular Spartans with the uh, coral snake. Yeah, yeah, that was um, that was tough on us to decide where how to build some of it, and and the reality was is we we couldn't put we couldn't put like a a hundred different combinations of sets up, and we had to we at the end we had to make the you know it was like you know Sophie's choice picking which combinations to put on there
1: and he, the Medusa and really just seemed like a really good fit with the Stone Spartan. Yeah. So she turns him into stone, so that's why she she's paired with him and the uh the Spartan with the um with the coral snake.
3: And the Spartan and the coral snake are are more army builders too, so we we didn't want to split up. I mean, you could army build the stone one, but you're probably probably going to I would guess more people are going to army build a normal Spartan over a stone one. So, we didn't want to get into that trap of well to get this one army builder you have to buy this one single character too
0: yeah Uh, oh yeah
3: you know know, we don't necessarily ever want to get into that trap if we can avoid it huh it's not fair to the consumer
0: (laughs) no you guys seem to realize that i wish some other people
3: would be able to realize (laughs) that
0: not naming names not naming names um you guys also have a print with this that's pretty cool as part of one of the incentives right
3: Yeah, the print by, uh, uh, Adam Riches.
0: And it's, it's actually of the, the Spartan and the Medusa fighting it out, looks like.
3: Yeah, that was, uh, that was, yeah, that was, uh, it's Medusa versus the Spartan, and it's, um, it was done by Adam Riches, who does the card art for the G.I. Joe Collectors Club right now, for the FSS sets. Um. Well,
0: it looks really good. I mean, that's kind of a neat piece to have to go with it, obviously, and, I'd actually be happy just to have you guys' control art printed because your control art always looks really cool. Uh, That's for sure. Well, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, I always like. I love watching your teases because they always look. uh, Because I'm an engineer, you know, I kind of like understand the three view thing and the, you know, looking at it that way. It just kind of.
3: At some point, at some point, we should post up our (laughs) exploded views. um, Oh, that'd be cool. That Andrew did up.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I guess we could. I mean, they're, they're only going to appeal to some people. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, cause it's not the best drawing in the world. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, I think we'll, we'll post that eventually. Yeah. I think we should wait until,
3: uh, wait, we should wait a while on it. But yeah, yeah. I definitely think it's, uh, it's something that people would, might want to see at some point. Um,
0: yeah, I, you know, I, that's one of the things that, that, I really appreciate about you guys is you're so transparent and letting people like us come and talk to you. And, you know, you guys were at, at Joe Con and getting, um, collectors, I think knowledgeable about what the process is to actually make these things. Um, I think it makes it a little easier to understand where some of the pricing comes from and, you know, just how much work it actually takes to make a single figure. It's not just, you know, Oh, Hey, it's, um, you know, somebody puts this in a computer and it spits it out. You know, there's actually a lot of work that goes into all of this, and and I appreciate that, and and, and don't think that I, I don't, but I, I don't think the average consumer or the average collector always understands that. And I, you know, I think being transparent has helped with that.
3: I'm not sure. sure. I'm, I'm yeah. not sure all the all all of us designers always understand that. I think I think half the time Fred Fred and Dave are fixing our mistakes. For draft and, oh, <laughs> 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 they and the see our I'm drawings too. and they're like, oh, that's never going to come out of a tool.
1: <laughs> you know, for years it was always, uh, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't until recently where we started doing things digitally, uh, digitally sculpting with programs like ZBrush, uh, which is fantastic. Um, but it's, uh, you know, doing things with wax the traditional way for years. Everybody, you know, at parties people say, what do you do? I'm a toy sculptor. Oh, I thought that was all done with computers. You know, it's like, So now it makes it even a little more difficult to explain because we do do it with computers, but it's all, uh, but it's nonetheless still just as work intensive and, um, you know, to, to, you're pretty much just the computer is just a tool, just like your dental tools and wax really.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. And you know, in, in my job, I, I understand as well, you know, we use 3d printers, but it's not like a 3d printer is, is necessarily the best tool for the job all the time. Sometimes you just got to go have somebody make it out of metal or, or whatever and, um, you know, see what it really looks like.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, technologies does not equal magic. That is, uh, (laughs) that is something that needs to be explained frequently. Where Uh, Thor,
3: where Thor comes
4: from they're one of the same.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, uh,
1: like we actually 3d printing from a sculptor's standpoint, especially a digital sculptor standpoint, I guess, uh, it can be very, uh, tricky to, to, uh, deal with because, um, the printers are, they're getting better and we use the top of the line printer out there, uh very high resolution, uh, printer. And it's, uh, and, um, it's very expensive too. It's not cheap. That's for sure. But, uh, but um, working at this scale, you know, we work everything uh, 104% scale. Um, so getting, uh trying to get all the details um, just right in the computer, not so difficult. Getting it just right in the print, that's very difficult. So that's uh, you know, extra kudos for Fred getting that uh, snake texture to print just right and all that detail to shine through the way it needs to. Just uh, a guess. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's uh, it educated. So it's an educated guess. We've got, we've been doing it for a while. So same
2: thing with articulation too. It's easier to, with wax, people see, you know, how far the wage movement gets to be for an elbow or something. But in computer, you know, or digitally, it's a little more of a guessing game.
1: Yeah. Especially in the computer, things can occupy the same space and then you might not even be aware of it. Uh, so that's something that, uh, you know, like Er Eric was talking about, uh, learning curve, you know, as a designer. Um, since we started Bossfight, as, as sculptors, the one big learning curve is, uh, with the digital and trying to figure out what you can and can't do and what will print and what won't print and, and, uh, you know, you gotta amp up the details, you know, 10% more from what you see on the screen type of thing.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, I actually am on the, I'm in manufacturing and I get caught in that all the time because, uh, kids from college don't understand that parts actually have tolerance and, you know, they're not perfectly like they come out of the, the computer. So, um, Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, we, uh, and that's the same with, with wax sculpting or digital sculpting is the articulation, the tolerance, the minimal, the minimal wall thicknesses, you know, uh, making sure that your joints are the right thickness and, and material and diameter to, you know, so they won't snap. Um, you know, is there, so th- one nice thing is that with boss fight products, we're not, uh, you know, we're catering to a collector, so we don't have to, uh, you know, yeah. If you apply, you know, 40 pounds of pressure to something, maybe it's okay for it to break, you know. Uh, as opposed to a product <laughs> that's for a, a very small child, that you have to your things have to be able to survive like an atomic blast, you know, and and be fine. Uh, you know, so um, that's one thing that's definitely freeing is that uh, with dealing with the adult collector as opposed to a, a you know small child is is much. Uh, leaves, leaves, it makes it much easier to, uh, you know, to, to, to hit the mark aesthetically and function wise. Yeah, you guys have, have came
0: across uh, like a pretty good, uh, mix of articulation and, um, you know, sculpt. I think that's what everybody really likes. And I, and I think that's where you guys come from the collector side, um, understand that and get that, you know, kind of what everybody's looking for. So again, kudos. Thank you. Thanks. Um, what, what was your favorite parts of working on on this line? We'll go around the horn here again.
3: <laughs> um, my my favorite part was probably the Gorgons. Um, I I got a huge crash course in Greek history from Dave, um, <laughs> working on it, which was really cool. But uh, w- w- once we opened the the door for the Gorgons, I started reading you know, all this, you know, going through and researching all these different, uh, different, uh, stories about Medusa and the sisters. And there's actually very little about the sisters. And even Medusa has like three or four different stories that all kind of start differently. They all end the same with Perseus beheading her, but like they, they all start kind of different. So there's a couple of different stories for her and kind of merged some of them together and, and played with it, uh, so, so learning a lot about that was my favorite, was probably my favorite, one of my favorite parts. My, my favorite part though was Theno and your rail and, you know, pushing the limits of their designs to separate them because they, they were not cursed. So what do they look like versus what, you know, they were still Gorgons that, you know, they're still demigods. So like what, what do they look like versus Medusa who's now cursed and hideous? Um, and, you know, the, the, the idea that their hair is all different types of snakes, and like pulling your Rails hair back into a ponytail, and then making uh, Steno's hair like almost like these big long dreadlocks, you know, kind of that was a lot of fun playing with that that type of design, and and kind of. Pushing that limit—that—that that was probably my favorite part. Steno is my favorite figure in the line so far, and I, I'm going to be heartbroken if we don't hit that next, that next <laughs> stretch goal.
1: <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure, with a little help, yeah, we can get there. It's, uh, it's, <laughs> it's,
3: it's within reach. It's within reach, so.
1: And there's that. There's still, there's still, you know, at the time this is going on, we got 30 days left to go. So yeah. if anybody's thinking about signing on, get on there and and take a look, and uh, hopefully you'll help hit us that next stretch goal. I,
0: I am sure that that some folks out there will will do that.
2: Um, Fred, what what about you? What was your favorite part? Um, when uh, we're working on the shield, I don't think we have ever talked about it with anybody yet, but uh, mm-hmm. Greek shields have this. Rope around the interior, hmm. around them, so they can wear like you know Captain America style around their backs. We couldn't cost out, you know, adding the string in there, but we did find a, w- a fun way to uh, have people add it themselves and still be work properly. Yeah, Dave was talking about it. Be- uh, Dave not talking about it before, and he came up with this awesome solution of having these thread holes put into the shield, and uh, so people could add the string themselves and still be functional. Oh, that's cool. That's cool.
1: Yeah, that's, that's like a, that's a little thing that we, we, you know, just, it's something that we've done always, uh, at our previous work, uh, you know, and other brands as well. And we, we definitely carry it forward here with our boss fight stuff and even ramp it up is trying to find creative little things you can do to add value and play, when I say value, play value to the product. Um, like, like having the little loops in that shield so that you can add a string and have it so it can strap on its back. You know, like, uh, I did a bow for a shadow tracker figure, That's right, yeah. um, where the, the bow has, uh, we couldn't have a string with it. Um, you know, it was always an issue. Like when you're sculpting bows, uh, for toys, you know, do you have a molded plastic string? It always is like 10 times bigger than it really should be. And, or if, if not a hundred, you know, so it's just this big, thick piece of plastic connecting the sides of the bow it looks terrible. So we decided to leave the string off and do the, um, have these little these little offset tabs on it, so that if you wanted to, you could actually string the bow yourself, and it would look really cool. Um, now, from from a production standpoint, it's a little costly to string every bow like that, <laughs> but just adding that little va- uh, extra detail, which costs nothing more to the production cost, you know, it may adds extra value to the consumer.
2: That's my favorite f- things about it as a kid, when we were playing with GI Joe, is finding uh all these different things, you know. Like trying to figure out ambushes a uh, net uh, tent thing, was was kind of fun. And yeah, I had that with uh, the the snow job putting his little. Tent that's thing. right, yeah, that too. Yeah, tent. Like I, I didn't know that I made to a tent too until like uh, I found it online. I thought so that's kind of cool. I was like, oh yeah, that's neat. Um, w- what about
0: you, Andrew? What was your favorite part?
4: You know, it was, <clears throat> um, it was really satisfying, um, seeing. Uh, seeing those first printed parts, um, and I gotta say, uh, the ones that, that really blow me away are the, uh, the Gorgon shield with the, uh, the Medusa relief sculpt on it and the, uh, the skull helmet. Just like both of those parts, when you see them up close and, and hold them in your hand, they're just fantastic pieces. Um, so, so even though I wasn't as Involved in the in the design of this first assortment, um, you know, I, I definitely uh, am super enthusiastic about that.
1: Oh, cool. And so, the, the, just to be clear, the reason why Andrew didn't work as much on this one was because he was busy doing the
3: Marauder designs. Yep.
1: <laughs> ah.
3: And Andrew, Andrew did did uh, we split the deco? Like Andrew did a bunch, I did a bunch, and and Katrina did a bunch. So. Andrew did work on this line. He just, he was working on the Marauder job while the, the design part of this job was happening. So
4: uh, go ahead and say it. I'm lazy. <laughs> I, I, also, he's lazy. Uh, <laughs>
0: I, I heard that he's esteemed, but I, you know, I, I
4: can't speak <laughs> for the lazy part. Um, according, according to Mike. Yeah, I am.
0: Sorry. I, I lost tra- my train of thought there for a second. You guys, sorry, you guys, oh, sorry. Oh, you guys <laughs> threw me. Um, well, Dave, uh, I didn't, I, suppose, I, didn't to, uh, I didn't get to ask you what what was your favorite part.
1: My favorite part was uh, I'm, I'm kind of I can't choose, so I, I kind of got two things that I really enjoyed. Uh, one was, like I said, I'm a huge Spartan fan, so being able to work on the, the Spartan armor and trying to trying to get it just just right, you know, according to the, uh, the historical armor and everything, and, and get all the details in there, and and, uh, and it's just awesome, to, to, a dream come true for me to make that figure. Um, but I'd say probably my most favorite point was doing the uh, the first mailbox figure and uh, kind of working out the articulation system and with the leg joints and getting all that. And when we finally got um, the first printed prototype out uh, you know um, it, it, uh, last um, November, you know it's like we got a first printed prototype and and everything's assembling that sucker together and seeing it come to life. you know our very first own, uh, boss fight studio action figure. Just let, you know, that was just a special moment.
0: Well yeah, that, that would be. I, and like I said, I, where, with where I am in manufacturing, I can understand that, believe me. Now you guys are just over a year old, um, we're seeing this now, and obviously you guys have more stuff on the, the, the virtual drawing board. Um, one of the things you guys have teased, uh, some drawings of is a skeleton figure. What what's it going to take for us to
4: see that? <laughs> well, you know, as we were as we were working on the development of um, the concepts for uh, some of the future assortments, um, one of the things that came up was, you know, we need to do a fully articulated four inch skeleton figure, and uh, everybody kind of liked it so much that we decided to push it forward and, and have it as one of our big stretch goals. So, so with the, uh, with the Kickstarter, um, that is, uh, our third from last, uh, stretch goal. Um, it's actually, if we can hit, uh, 300,000, um, we can, we can make that skeleton because everything prior to that is, you know, covering the production of the whole uh Greek assortment, but this is sort of something that's that's outside the tooling that's already planned for that um, so you know once we hit that level um, we'll make the uh, the skeleton available and this first one is gonna be a really special edition it's gonna be kind of a blank white skeleton edition um, and then in the future, if everything goes well um uh, we're gonna have different versions and different decos and um different secondary sculpts and weapons and stuff like that but this is this is really going to be your chance to get the uh the really basic skeleton for all your your dioramas and your whatnot um so uh so yeah we're really excited about that one
2: yeah I don't and know. he's he's kind of along the, oh, sorry so he,
1: he's kind of along the veins of similar vein as the base body figures so if if we do unlock that figure uh, the skeleton figure, which we're all really hoping for, I can't wait to work on that sucker. He's going to be so cool. But, uh, but, um anyways, if we do get there. He's going to be, uh, you know, his pricing would be along the lines of a base body figure as well as, as in the add-ons. Oh, cool. Which would be, I'm um, sorry, is that uh, 15 a figure, guys? Is that right
3: for
4: the base bodies? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah that sounds right.
3: <laughs> There's so much pricing and so many things. I'm having a hard time remembering.
1: Yes, that, that's that's correct. It's fifteen. What what
0: else can we look forward to? Like in say wave two, what what would be on on deck?
1: Well, we've re- so far we've revealed the half orc and the knight uh, with several different uh, deco options for that. Um, what do you guys think? We um, we do have uh, some cool. Eric and, and Katrina have been working on some really cool designs for that series. Um, Eric. Um.
3: Well, you know, we, we have the, the half orc male. I, it would probably not be such a stretch to see a female version of, of said creature. Um, there, you know, we, we have a lot planned. I mean, it's, it's fantasy style. So, you know, along with knights and orcs, you know, you've got, you know, it, it was, it was, it was on the orc. Somebody had caught it on the orc, uh, Sheet that we had showed that it said that the legs were being reused, the new legs are being reused from the mage. So obviously there's a mage hmm. in the works. Um, <laughs> and we also have pants in this wave. <laughs> so,
4: now with pants. Now with pants.
3: <laughs> um, I really fought against the pants. I don't like pants. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, I just wanted to do a shirt for the figure. Uh, just a shirt, though. I didn't want. I, I still wanted him to be pantless.
0: I was actually surprised that uh, Medusa didn't have a bandana.
3: <laughs> Tying her <laughs> sneaks up.
4: <laughs> uh yeah, I think the, I think it's gonna happen on a future version. Yeah, that's a,
1: It's coming now. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, that's the, uh, the cancelled fourth Gorgon sister. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well that that makes sense. That makes sense. Um you guys also showed a design for a mecha style robot that looked really cool.
4: Yeah. Yeah, that one is uh that one is a little tease from our third assortment, which is the retro sci-fi assortment. Um so you're going to see some really exciting um retro uh sort of pulpy adventure comic-y kind of stuff in there, but the robot stands a little bit apart um but but will look great with the rest of it. Um the robot is a little more kind of 70s japanese toy inspired and some other touches from other places but uh but yeah he's gonna be really cool he's got a clear chest plate which as we uh do different versions of the robot will have different designs uh printed on it and stuff like that um so we're uh we're really excited to get to that one it's gonna be it's gonna be uh a Bigger stretch from the first two, um, but uh but it should be very very cool.
3: Yeah, the sci-fi wave is going to be a lot of fun and, and way out there.
0: Now, wait. now when you guys are are going from wave to or wave to wave, like the 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 Spartan to the the mage or the the half orc, will those parts, if I'm a customizer, be swappable? I mean, they're all going to be kind of on the same um, structure, articulation wise.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we can't promise full uh and total compatibility, you know, about, you know, being able to fit, you know, some dude's bulky arms on the female body necessarily. It may just physically not fit. Um, but but the goal is to have um as much compatibility between the parts as the aesthetic and the function of the articulation will allow for. So we're not going to make, we're not going to make sacrifices in, in, you know, still having that, that great single unit of the figure. Um, but, but we hope for the the customizers and the guys who are going to want to, you know, maybe just do a little swapping, you know, whatever level of customizing you want to do with it. Um, we want to be able to uh, provide as, as broad a range as we can for that.
0: Well, that, that's really cool, and I know there's some other uh, hosts on the podcast that that aren't here that would be remiss, or would think I was remiss if I don't ask. Do you guys ever foresee a six-inch figure coming?
4: <laughs> it's uh, it's a question we've got gotten a lot so far. Um, it's definitely something we'd like to do. Excuse me, eventually, um, but we we need to. Um, have a really good success out of the gate um, with these four-inch Vitru- Vitruvian hacks um, initially. And then if if that really takes off, then that gives us the development dollars to maybe um, look at some other product lines, um, like a six-inch line and like a few other things. We've got quite a few uh, ideas kicking around that we can't wait to get to. Um, we're, we're boss fight is, you know, our, our first product line out of the gate that, uh, is the Vitruvian hacks, four inch stuff. But, um, we're not going to just be about four inch figures. Um, we're going to be about a whole range of awesome collectible toys. Um, so if you want to see that stuff down the road, um, we need that support up front.
0: Yeah, I think it's important to note that you guys actually this isn't your primary source of income for all of this. You guys actually are a working studio too. Um, doing doing real, you know, professional work in the toy industry as well. So, uh,
4: yeah, yeah, we continue to to do a lot of uh, a lot of uh contract work for uh quite a few uh different companies. Um, the Joe and Transformers collectors clubs for Hasbro for for lots of other entities. Um, Right on,
1: of course. uh,
4: Yep, of course.
0: Yeah, and I think that's that's important to note because you know you guys are obviously like I said, you guys are early on. You guys are professionals, and and it really shows through in this. And um, I, I. I I want people to support this because I want to see what's going to come next. I want you guys to be like the the next big um, collectors toy company. I really do.
1: Well, we, we would really love for that to happen for so many different reasons. The most important reason being that we're collectors and fans ourselves, and we just want to with with a with more of a dwindling collector market collector <laughs> uh, I should say not market um, product offering. It's a uh, we just want to get more product out there for people like ourselves for ourselves even, you know? So, um, yeah, I mean, if we can, if we can be successful, if the fans will, if the fans will have us, you know, we'll, we'll make, we'll make toys as many toys as we can make, you know, for, for, for people like us and just people who, who enjoy, uh, really cool posable action figures. Um, you know, and one thing that I've I've seen a lot of is that, you know, there's, there's there with the, Greek theme of our first series, uh, there are some people who don't feel like they're into the Greek theme. There are others who are really into it. You know, so it's definitely like a little bit of a mixed reaction there. Like I think to the people who are not into it, it's uh what I would say to them is like, give it a shot. Try one out. You don't have to get the whole series. Just try one. You know, uh, I have a feeling you're going to really like it. And uh, before you know it, you might be
4: into it. Uh, let, let boss fight into your hearts and into your wallets, friends.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you could, uh, you know, you could do an Ares custom for Marvel Universe if you guys partner. There you go. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yep. And as, as we build more, uh, different genres and themes in our, our, uh, Vitruvian hacks world, uh, you know, it may, uh, a cer- certain underlying connections may reveal themselves. So, uh, it, they may end up fitting together
4: after all.
0: Hmm, that's intriguing. <laughs> now, now I'm just curious. Westerns? Are we gonna see Western figures?
4: We've talked about a really broad range of genres, okay. so yeah. almost anything you can name, Uh <laughs> there's, there's at least it's, it's somewhere on the list.
0: Famous scientists so, uh, from history? You <laughs> may <laughs> have gotten that one.
3: <laughs> Wait, there, well, I mean, that's. No, that's not true, we have kinda of touched on that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> Is actually, uh, with a uh, boss fight, we have no shortage of ideas, we just have a little bit of shortage on funds.
2: So. Yes.
0: <laughs> well, if, if people wanted to help with that, what what's the best way to find the Kickstarter?
1: The, probably the best way to get find the Kickstarter, and I know it's a, a, a little bit difficult because I've been trying to explain it to fa- friends and family a lot recently, um, but it's it's uh, the best way would be to either go to our Facebook page where we've got links. Um, many other websites have links too, um, but if you want to go direct to Kickstarter, type in Boss Fight in the search um, section. It should bring you right there.
0: Okay and And you guys start off you know obviously at a dollar, and you know that's just a, hey, thanks for helping um and you kind of go up from twenty five dollars and on uh, with everything starting from a t-shirt and then up into the figure level so I, I think there's a lot of a lot of very cool pledge levels there um you you can actually have your likeness on a production figure i I noticed that that was one of the levels
4: yes, yeah, yeah there's there's actually. There's, uh, there's two, uh, sort of higher end, um, levels where you can, where you can do that. One is you can get a one-off head sculpt of your likeness. So you can, you can put that on your own, your own figures in your collection. Um, but, but at the, at the $10,000 level, um, we will, uh, put your likeness on, on a future full production figure, um, which is, uh, is quite a rare honor uh so uh so we hope you know we've got we've got one of them already there's uh there's one more at that level left to go so uh yep yep so uh so we hope uh we hope some folks will jump on that
0: yeah you know i uh, the bald guy with the goatee that's just been kind of done so
3: (laughs) it's it should be noted that it's it's a small club to be part of to have a production figure with your likeness on it
0: now so. are, are any of the other likenesses you guys
3: uh dave
1: um well yes eric uh <laughs> um, eric was kind enough uh you know at, at hasbro there definitely were some some likenesses used on production figures uh but working on gi joe for so many years i never actually put my own likeness <laughs> on anything so um and Eric was kind enough to put my likeness on these way one Spartan thing
3: it, it was unjust that Dave was not a GI Joe character at some point for as much as he gave to that line as much blood sweat and tears. due to his own clumsiness, sure, but it, it, it still went into that line and uh <laughs> so it was a grave oversight that we we decided to to fix. With wave, with wave 1 Spartan being Dave Proctor.
1: Oh, cool. I'm much appreciated, Eric. Thank you.
0: <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, I mean, everything looks really, really uh, attractive on this Kickstarter, uh, different, you know, pledge levels and, and everything else. Uh, I haven't pledged yet. I will. I just haven't figured out what. I want to do yet. <laughs> so you got, you guys made it hard. I was like looking, going, eh, I want one of those, but I want one of those, but I want eh, I don't know. So um,
1: well, it'll happen. Well, John, John, it's important to note now that now that you mentioned it, it's important to note that um, once you pledge, you can change or adjust your pledge at any time. So you're not you're not locked in. You can uh, switch your reward. You can add more money. You know, you can do whatever you need to do. Um, but uh yeah, so if anybody's worried that they might make a mistake and regret it later, um, it's not locked in you can you can pledge now and ch- adjust that as you go right up until the end of the Kickstarter, which is on July eleventh uh, so after July eleventh that's when it's locked in okay
4: well, i would uh I point. would encourage everyone to only adjust upwards though yes, yes <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's what? it's also it's also probably important to note. Um, you you know, if you can't go for the, the all in is really the best deal that, that you can get, um, as more and more stuff starts to get unlocked, um, that deal just gets better and better. Um, but if, if, if you can't put in that, and I certainly understand that not everybody can, you know, we, 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 know that, that, that not everybody can, can throw $500 down, um, you know, go 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 for the the one you can go for. Go 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 for the one that gets you what you need, what you want, um, and know that uh, there's a few of these that will not be available after the Kickstarter. But but we're thinking that most of them will be available in some form or another, whether it's in packs or whether it's on our website or whether it's only at a con. There will be later opportunities to to fill in if you know if you can't put in the full 500 or if you really want 300 Spartans right now and that's all you can afford, <laughs> by all means, please do. <laughs>
0: hmm. No, I don't think that's, that's on the books for me, but um, it was a good try. No, I I think that's that's a good way to say it, you know, um, and, and that's good to hear because a lot of times, like, Kickstarter will come and go and that was your one shot at stuff, so it's good to hear that you guys will have stuff available you know, we, down the road as well.
1: We do want to add that, you know, we would, if you do want them, the best time to do it's now, just because, uh, because, um, if you, if you want them and you can afford it, that is the best time to do it's now. Cause we want to make sure we can hit all those stretch goals. Yeah. The more goals we get, the better deal, the $500 all in package becomes for everybody involved in it. And, uh, also, um, you know, uh, the more thing product we're going to, we're going to make, you know, so, if we don't hit the stretch goals for certain items, you know, they may never, they, they may unfortunately never see the light of day. So we want to make sure that they do. So please, uh, you know, everybody who was interested and, and so inclined, um, please help us out. Help us get to those stretch goals because, uh, you know, there, we've been working on them for a long time. But, I mean, there's, I can't think of anything that I, that I would not want to see make it. I mean, they're, they're all really cool. Uh, the glow-in-the-dark pack you know, is really cool. The, you uh, the skeleton, of course. Man, I mean, that would be so awesome. I can't, I, I can't wait to work on that one if, if it is unlocked. You know, so, uh, so stone hopefully fist. we get, to, oh yeah, oh, Stone, stone fist. fist. Stone Fist is, uh, is quite, quite a, quite a cool figure.
0: Well, cool. Yeah. I mean, uh, obviously everybody listening, go sign up because I want to see that skeleton made as well. <laughs> <laughs>
1: also also help us spread the word too. You got any other friends that maybe haven't seen it, let them know
0: about it. Oh, for sure. You know,
3: and I you think- know, and, and and not just, you know, not just toy collector friends and stuff. You have friends that are just really into, you know, Sword and Sandal movies or you know, re- really into 300 or really into Clash of the Titans or w- whatever they're into or just really into Greek history as a thing. You know, let let them know, tell them about it. Get you know, like like we said, spread the word because Anybody and everybody, you know, any 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 help that we can get, you know, to to make this line the best it can be and to ensure its future, is the you know, well, we appreciate and need.
0: <laughs> well, I, I think a a good bonus to that is is go follow your Facebook page, um, over uh, at Boss Fight Studios. I think it's what you guys are on Facebook, right? Yeah. I
3: don't
0: Think it's anything special? Um, nope. But yeah, definitely. Definitely find it on Facebook and um, follow you guys because that's where you're putting up all the cool teaser art and, and everything else. And, um, you know, I, that's as entertaining as it can be, you know, for a toy collector. Um, so make sure you go, go check that out and spread the word that way too.
4: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, um, our website is, uh, boss fight studio.com and there's lots of cool stuff up there you can see a few samples of some of our previous work and uh and all sorts of cool stuff you can sign up for our newsletter which has um you know exclusive picks and reveals in there um so so yeah there's lots of ways to get in contact um and and uh Give us your money, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and we we do try to be as uh, as interactive and um, and uh, responsive on our Facebook page too. So uh, it's uh, like you said, uh, uh, um, we try to make ourselves accessible and um, and 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 post a lot of cool new little teasers on there and, and whatnot as well.
0: Well, I truly I, I enjoy talking to you guys. What if, what else do you want our fans or our listeners to know about Boss Fight? Is there any anything else that that we should be on the lookout for. Oh,
1: Jesus! Um
4: <laughs> be, on, be on the lookout for the debut of Dave's uh, first solo album. <laughs> we um, tried to talk him out of it. It's but... it's called Spartan of My Heart. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's a bunch of uh, beautiful ballads.
2: Mostly um, about
4: bathhouses. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Thank you.
1: Thank you. <laughs> I was hoping to really, you know, surprise everybody with that album. Oh, sorry, out of the bag. <laughs> okay. We're, um, I guess, something that we that we want to make sure everybody knows is, uh, you know, we're really thankful for all the support we have gotten so far. Uh, I mean, to to exactly. have a goal uh, so quickly, and our initial goal that is, and already unlocked two stretch goals. You know we're 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 really excited and very thankful and and humbled by the experience. Um, and we definitely like I say we want to see the rest of stretch goals unlocked. So hopefully we can do that too. Um, over the next thirty days.
3: Yeah, the support the support from everybody has been amazing. Um, yeah, the the from the support we get online, to you know people post talking about us and posting about us on on the the message boards and stuff and just so positive it's everyone's been great um meeting people at you know Joe Con or New Jersey Comic uh Collectors Con um you know like everybody's so supportive and so excited to see what we're doing um it's it's been really really great to 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 get that support from everybody
0: well, thank you, de- you you guys definitely deserve it and and thank you for bringing us some really wonderful toys to play with i'm sorry some really wonderful um, collectible. Activity.
3: You can call them toys. They're fine. You can call oh, them yeah. small dolls if you want.
0: Ooh, no, we don't use the dolls. <laughs> uh, no. um, well, thanks again, guys. Um, I really, truly appreciate it. It has been a blast talking to you, but I don't want to keep you guys all night because, uh, you know, wives and stuff will come beat me probably. So. <laughs> but thanks uh, for having us. Oh, appreciate it. It. thank you. Like I said, yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah. Thank, thank you.
1: I mean, it's really great to be able to come on your, on your podcast and, and reach however many more fans, you know, that weren't aware of it. So thank you so much.
0: Oh, no problem. I'm, really the, the pleasures, you know, I, I, I do this because I like talking to people like you guys and, um, you know, it's, that's part of it for me and just everybody else gets to listen in. And hopefully I'm asking some of the questions everybody out there wants to hear. So, um, we appreciate it, and I know all our listeners appreciate it. And I, I, I hope you guys like make all those stretch goals because I really want to see that skeleton.
4: <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. We'll, uh, you know, we'll come back, come back anytime, John. We love talking about yeah. ourselves, also other stuff.
0: Well, <laughs> maybe, ne- maybe next time we'll have some pie. So,
4: all right, there we go. All Anderson.
0: All right. Well, we will be right back after this.
4: Calling Buzz Lightyear! Come in, Buzz Lightyear! This is Star Command! Buzz Lightyear, do you read me? Buzz
3: Lightyear responding! Read you loud and clear!
4: Buzz Lightyear, planet Earth needs your help! On the way! Buzz Lightyear! Your space wings <laughs> to infinity
2: and beyond not a flying toy
3: get your Buzz Lightyear action figure and save a galaxy near you Buzz Lightyear
4: available at all Al's Toybound outlets in the Tri-County area
0: well, I hope you guys enjoyed that as much as I did. Um, it was really a blast to sit down with all, all four of those guys. Uh, they are foremost collectors, and just like you and me and everybody else listening, I'm sure. So thanks again to the guys over at Boss Fight and Katrina, even though you weren't there. Um, I know you probably are the one keeping everybody in line. So thanks again. Um, we will be back to our regular format next week. And until then, I have to say, this is Engineer Nerd saying peace out.
3: out our sponsors like mike's comics and stuff shelflife.net and the pop culture superstore who help keep our site running you can also find us on twitter at af blues and on our facebook page at facebook.com forward slash action figure blues thanks for listening
0: Is there anything you guys want to discuss for sure? I know you want to talk about the Kickstarter, but um, is there anything you guys don't want to talk about, or anything I need to avoid, or pie? <laughs>
4: I don't know. Talking about pie is okay. No, because we were talking about it on Facebook earlier. Now I want it. Oh. <laughs> huh. I'm I'm sorry.
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I had pie earlier myself. So um.
4: oh, See? This is what happens. Now I'm sad. It was Burger King pie though, so don't be oh, oh no, I don't feel bad. <laughs> yeah.
0: But it was chocolate, so yeah.
1: <laughs> is there is there anything that you were wanting to specifically ask us about it or
0: Pie? Oh. No. <laughs> You're Sure, there's so many different kinds. Um no, I I just I, I... And my computer's still telling me updates are available figures. All right. Here we go. In fi- Oh, if if there is something you guys want edited out or whatever, just let me know. You know, if we're talking, you go, hey, take that out. Just just say that and we can Anything stop. Anything Eric
3: says. Yeah, <laughs> most of what I say.
0: <laughs> we can stop, take a break. You know, if you guys need need something, just let me know and we'll, we'll
3: Oh
4: do, do you bleep stuff out or
0: No,
3: no. Okay. We don't bleep stuff
4: out. So. Can we can we be as filthy as we want?
0: um
1: i guess i don't know
4: <laughs>
1: we've been we've been, uh podcasting with those uh british guys from the um full force Things tend to go pretty south on that yeah
0: <laughs> very yeah fast. well we were talking about manzillions last week so i i don't think you guys are <laughs> i think you guys will fit right
4: in so um, okay, Eric, Fred uh Fred said he can um you can add him in now. Okay, I'm gonna tag him in before we start then.
1: That sounds good. <laughs>